everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. My guest today is Dr. Erin Mikos, who is the Director of Women's Cardiovascular Health and an Associate Professor in the Division of Cardiology at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland. Recently, she and her colleagues from Johns Hopkins conducted a review of women who were training in cardiology and its specialties in the United States. Findings from their study, the researchers say, show little progress in representation. To better understand the 10-year trends in the representation of women in cardiology, Dr. Mikos and colleagues evaluated the most recent data from the Association of American Medical Colleges, which was from 2017 to 2018. Let's chat with Dr. Mikos and find out more about her study. To start, can you tell us more about your study and its findings? Yeah, so for this study, which was led by Dr. Shazeb Khan, um, we use publicly available uh, records for ACGME training to find the proportion of women trainees within cardiology and as well as internal medicine and other ACGME specialties in the most recent year where the data was available, which was 2017-2018, and compared from a decade ago, from 2007 to 2008, to see in the 10 years, are we doing better about training more women in the field of cardiology? And so what we found is that there was a little bit improvement, but it was pretty modest. We really have had a stagnation of encouraging women to train in cardiology. Uh, We found uh, in the most recent year that there was only 21% of fellows training in adult cardiology were women. And this is even more disparities in interventional cardiology and EP, where there's only about 10% of women training in those fields with more skewed gender distribution. A little bit better in heart failure, more women uh, training in that. But when we compared, um, you know, to other specialties, you know, in internal medicine, you know, cardiology, we get our trainees uh, directly from internal medicine residents. That's our pool. And so compared to other internal medicine specialties, cardiologists had the lowest representation of women, uh, where endocrinology had the highest. And then when we looked across broadly of all sort of medicine specialties and training, I mean, cardiology ranked second to, to worst for the, you know, the most underrepresentation of women. Only orthopedic surgery had fewer uh, women training. Um, so this means even general surgery, which has also been a male-dominated field, you know, more uh, women trainees are entering in general surgery than they are cardiology. A little bit better in pediatric cardiology where half the trainees were women, but I think that reflects that there's more women in pediatrics to begin with compared to internal medicine. But uh, we definitely have a, a lot of work to do to you know, improve the climate change and to encourage more women to enter our, our specialty. Uh, you know, we have all this talent uh, you know, with half of medical students being women and you know, nearly half of internal medicine residents being women. And yet these, this talent is, is not choosing to go on to training cardiology. They're choosing other fields. And so we have all this talent and we're not utilizing it. And it's a loss to, to healthcare and to medicine. Absolutely. And I think it's a little ironic that cardiovascular disease affects women a lot more than it affects men and in different ways. Do you have any thoughts on this? Do you, do you think that patients who are women who present with heart disease are effectively managed? 
Right. So cardiovascular disease is a woman's disease too. And while certainly, you know, male physicians can provide excellent care, you know, we know that sometimes men and women have different communication styles and, you know, everyone has implicit biases. That's being part of being human. But the first step to recognizing those biases is to manage them. And I think medicine as a field is better when we have diverse healthcare teams so that we can all, you know, learn from each other. That, you know, at the end of the day, we're delivering a service. And if our profession, if our cardiology field is not made up of the wider population, we won't be able to deliver our service effectively. And it's not going to resonate with our end users. I mean, 50% of our patients are women. You know, we need to deliver a service that will resonate with them. And I think, you know, success will be when we look at our incoming class of fellows who are training and, you know, they are representative of the patients we see every day. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the lack of diversity. How else do you think that the lack of diversity affects clinical practice or will in the future? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I think that there's implicit biases and that it's important that, that we have diverse healthcare teams so that we can learn from each other and be able to deliver a better service to patients and understand gaps and improve the quality of healthcare delivery and understand communications styles. I mean, some of my own research uh, has involved in looking at gender differences in patient reported outcomes and women patients with cardiovascular disease. After you account from all other kind of health factors and education and other risk factors that women patients are more likely to report that they have poor communication with their healthcare provider and they're more likely to report that they feel like their doctors don't listen to them or respect them uh, and they're less satisfied with their healthcare experience compared to similar male patients. And so I think, you know, when the healthcare team is, is more diverse and I think we'll be able to more effectively address some of these, these gaps in how we're delivering service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I hear you have a story about this. Um, how has the lack of diversity impacted you personally? Oh, well, you know, I was the only woman in my cardiology fellowship year. And, you know, I did find the climate of cardiology uh, then during my fellowship and early faculty years to to be a bit of a fraternity club, a boys club. Uh, I hope it's getting better now, but I didn't really feel like I fit in or wasn't included as much. Uh, It was kind of lonely, honestly. But that's not to say that I didn't have supporters who advocated for my career. There certainly was a couple key individuals that really helped me out, and I'm most grateful to them because I would have never made it this far if I didn't have them. But many of the challenges I faced, uh, you know, trying to advocate for salary equity or equity in space and resources, you know, I was trying to do all of this alone as a young junior woman you know, faculty member. So I think what really helped me the most was actually when I started becoming active on social media. And I found this like wonderful network of women in cardiology across the world who are often encountering similar professional challenges in their environment. You know, we might be few in our own institutions, but, you know, when we combine our forces across the world uh, together, we built a network and I like to call it my raft of otters. And so we try to lift and support and amplify each other. So I've been really trying to do this, particularly through social media, amplify the voices and science of women so that they're seen and that they're heard. And additionally, through social media, I actually have identified a number of additional um, men, male faculty, who also support and advocate for women. We, we call them he for she's. 
So I think, I really do think that while social media has its pluses and minuses, one of the most beneficial things to me was to find these people out there. And then we meet up at meetings. You know, the American College of Cardiology has a very active women in cardiology section. Uh, and so this networking and support has been really meaningful to me in my career. Absolutely. Perfect. So I guess my last question for you would be, what other key take-home messages from your study would you like to share with our audience today? Yeah, so I, I really think that, it, you know, in order to improve the statistics, you know, we need to work on, uh, address it at all stages, students, residents, fellows, early career physicians, and really among the ranks of, of leadership in academic cardiology. So there's a lot of work we need to do. We need to reduce workplace discrimination, you know, improve the climate for women. We need to enhance work-life integration. There needs to be improvement in radiation safety and training. Mentorship and sponsorship uh, are really going to be key avenues to attract women into our field and, and keep them in our field. You know, we also uh, need to improve um, or address how we, you know, interrupt training due to pregnancies and improve parental leave policies and lactation spaces, you know, again, trying to make the field more encouraging for women. And so, you know, I think that we need to start early with visibility. And so really focusing on having women in cardiology be visible to undergrads and uh, medical students and internal medicine residents, because that's, you know, our pipeline. Uh, You know, representation matters and you can't be what you can't see. And so women uh, in cardiology needs to be visible. We need to have more women in cardiology, and we need to have women that are really at at leadership ranks to encourage early learners to join our field. And, you know, we, there's been a lot of talk about ending mantles, which is all male panels at scientific meetings. You know, I've been trying to advocate for, from authors from stop writing and journals from stop accepting what I call manuscripts, with a meaning man manuscripts, which are long papers with long uh, list of all male authors and no female authors. You know, we need more inclusion of women in science. We need more women on editorial boards. Um, there's a lot that can be done to, you know, improve cultures for women in cardiology. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your insights on your study today. And thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate you sharing our study.